0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you clicked on this video, then you are a very, very lucky person because you're about to make a ton of money. A lot of times people don't say, or people say that this is not financial advice. Well, this is financial advice because I'm going to tell you my predictions for the standings in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference for this NBA season. And feel free to bet my predictions and make a ton of money because I guarantee you I will be right. Or more likely, I'll be completely wrong. But last year, I actually did pretty good because at the beginning of the season, I said we would see a Heat and Denver Nuggets uh, NBA Finals. And, well, that's exactly what we saw. And I gave that prediction to the Believe Network, which I'm on right now. So welcome back to Believe in the Mind. Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Now, in that prediction, I did say the Heat would win in six. They obviously ended up losing in five, but you still could have made a lot of money by picking the Heat to win the Eastern Conference. So let's get right into my standings prediction here. Now, I won't go in-depth on most teams because the whole point of this video is to not talk about— or the point of this video is not necessarily to talk about every team, but more so uh, I want to be able to come back at the end of the season and uh, show you all how right I was, hopefully, but— Let's get into it. Today, we're using enjoypredictions.com. Shout out to Enjoy Basketball, uh, the brand by Kenny Beecham, like a lot of y'all. One of my favorite YouTubers, and we're going to be using his website today to rank all these teams. I think I'm going to start from the bottom up, and we will start in the Western Conference. And I'm going to start with the Portland... Oh, no, not number one. No, sir. I'm going to start with the Portland Trailblazers down here at 15. It's F Joe Cronin for life. You may say I'm a Petty Heat fan, and... uh. I'm just real annoyed and salty. Well, you'd be damn right. My agenda this season, I don't care if the Heat go 2-80. They better blow out the Portland Trail Blazers twice this year, which may actually be kind of good for Portland because I think they're going to want to lose, which is part of the reason that I did put him down here at 15. Now, I think they have their first-round pick. It's like top or like lottery protected. So obviously, they want to be in the lottery. I certainly think they will I like the young talent they have. I do like Simons and Shard, and I think Scoop will be great. But very clearly, they're going through a rebuilding phase. I think they're going to try to lose. And for that reason, I got them at 15. Down at number 14, I'm going to go ahead and put the Houston Rockets now. These are all very tough decisions I do want to just say because I'm not super locked on any of this because I even really like a lot of the pieces that the Rockets uh, made. It seems like they made moves so they would not be this low in the standings. They went out and got Van Fleet who struggled of late shooting the ball but I still think he's a good player. They got Dylan Brooks for a ton of money and while he may be a bum off the court, I don't want to act like he's complete ass on the court. Yes, he's a terrible, inefficient shot chucker but the defense is there. He is a very solid player. And, uh, of course, they drafted a men Thompson, who I think is going to be amazing this season. While I'm not super high on Jalen Green, I do like some of their other young guys like Alperin, Shangoon, And I do think that they will have a very promising season and promising future. But I will slot them at the number 14 spot here. And next, I'm going to go with the biggest shocker of the episode to most people. And I'm going to put the L.A. Clippers. Main reason, I think it's because of injuries. We've heard for several years now, they may be trying to blow up this rendition, the whole Kawhi PG build. I think this will be the year that we see it. We've heard many Paul George trade rumors really this past offseason. I think he's a guy that can get moved at the deadline, specifically because I don't think they'll be performing all that well. Russell Westbrook had a, a solid season for them last year, but I don't think he's a great fit there. They're obviously out there trying to get James Harden now, which I think if they do get him, it'll it'll even help my case for them to put them lower on this list because I do not j- think uh, like James Harden. I think he's a huge bum, and unfortunately, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to continue struggling with injuries because that's been the case for these last several years. Now, a lot of people may say the Clippers are going to be better because of the new rule about resting stars and now Kawhi won't rest as much. They'll find ways to sit out if they want to or need to sit out. And I just got a feeling that this will be the the year that the Clippers uh, decide they need to do just go in in a different direction. And whether that's trading both Kawhi and PG or or just PG, I think that's the the route that they're going to go. And there's always one team that surprises everyone by, by being way worse than we think they will be. And for me, that's the L.A. Clippers. Next, I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Uh, really, would have liked to maybe put them a little bit higher. Unfortunately, I don't know if Lowry marketing can continue the success that we saw last year. I don't know if it was a fluke. Now he did it for all of last season, and it's tough to have as good a season as he had for the entire season. But we've seen uh, we've seen these kind of uh, random breakout seasons from guys before. Lowry's been in a guy has been a guy that's been in the league for a few years now. He hasn't necessarily had a defined role like he did with Utah last year, but I would just like to see another season from him. I do love John Collins a lot. I think that was a great pickup for them, but obviously it remains to be seen if he can get back to his his uh, his, his jump shot because he'd certainly lost that last season. Now, I think he's a guy that needed a change of scenery because Atlanta has been talking about trading him for years, so I don't think he was super happy there. I do think you'll see a better John Collins this year, and I'm also a huge fan of Colin Sexton, so I look for him to have a big jump this season if he's healthy so those are all kind of reasons why the jazz can still be really great you know aside from a lot of a lot of the nice young guys they have like obviously Walker Kessler is pretty decent for example but I just don't think they're ready to to take the next jump yet so for that reason I have them slotted at 12 now at number 11 I'm going to put the Minnesota Timberwolves and while Anthony Edwards is an absolute stud I think Rudy Gobert is a bum, and I don't quite frankly like the rest of that roster. I do like Cat, but obviously he's had his injury concerns, but I can't put a team that has Rudy Gobert higher than 11. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. At the number 10 spot, we are going to put the San Antonio Spurs. Now, I don't want to say I'm buying too much into the recency bias of Victor Wembanyama, but he has looked dominant, but outside of him... It's just hard for me to see the Spurs missing the playoffs again, considering all the success that they've had historically. And yeah, I think Wen will make a huge difference there, but I really think we're going to see a lot of other young pieces step up. Like obviously, Keldon Johnson is still a great player. Trey Jones is one of the most underrated players in the entire league, a guy that just doesn't make mistakes. I've heard his name attached to, to the Miami Heat, and quite frankly, I would love him here. But I do think they got some young pieces there. Popovich will, of course, get the most out of them. And honestly, I think San Antonio has deserved the respect of me to just give them the benefit of the doubt and at least give them a play-in spot, especially now that they have the most terrifying player in the entire league. And number nine, I'm going to go ahead and put the Sacramento Kings. I hated to do it. But I do think last year may have just been a little bit of a flash in the pan. Now, I do think they are a very talented team. I mean, I love De'Aaron Fox. So bonus, while he has his faults defensively, is still one of the better big men in the league. And obviously, they have some nice pieces on the outside as well. But I just think the other teams in the Western Conference will have a better season than them. At number eight, I'm going to go ahead and slot in the Memphis Grizzlies, who, of course, are missing uh, John Morant for the first 20 games of the year. Good news for them, when he missed time, they still were able to stay above float for the most part. Now, the reason I do have them so low is because they did lose Tyus Jones, who was a big reason the Grizzlies were so successful, without John Morant. Tyus Jones is now on the Wizards, but I still like (laughs) Jaron Jackson. He's not better than Bam, but he's still a good player. I'm curious to see if Kenny Lofton gets real minutes this year, because that guy's a stud too, but... Either way, they're only missing Joff twenty five games. He's one of the best in the game. When he comes back, this team will be very, very good, in my opinion. Number seven, I'm going to put the Dallas Mavericks. After missing the playing tournament completely last season, I got them back here. In it, but not as high as I'm sure they'd wish to be with Luka Doncic. Now, the whole reason I have them low is solely based on Kyrie Irving. I think every team he goes to gets worse. We've seen that time and time again. And I think he's just a cancer in the locker room. And I think the team is not as good with him. And for that reason, I got them at the seventh spot. I could go on and on about that all day, but I don't want to make a three hour long video. This is just kind of how I feel. So moving into number six, the first team out of the playing tournament, I got the New Orleans Pelicans, which, of course, is based on Zion's health. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because that topic has been so overplayed. But I'm going to assume he's healthy. And now you're talking about him and CJ and Brandon Ingram. And you got some great young talent like Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, who they may trade. But those are still very, very nice players. And that team is loaded with just talent. I'm sure I'm I'm even missing some guys off off the top of my head, but I love that roster, I love that team, and I think Zion Williamson will be back in all-star form, and one of the best players in the entire league, and for that reason, I got them at number 6. Going on to number 5, I have the Phoenix Suns, who at the older age of some of those guys like Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal, I guess, because Beal's not even that old, and Book is not old, obviously. But I think they may try to not take the regular season as serious, being that they have aspirations to win a championship. I think they're more likely to take it off, especially since they're so top heavy. You don't want to run their big three into the ground early on and then have them tired by playoffs. So I don't think they'll be as good in the regular season. But I'm curious to see how well they do in the playoffs because I'm not a guy that likes to bet against Kevin Durant. I may not love Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, but I do think Kevin Durant can carry a team but I still got them at five in the regular season. Moving on to number four, I'm going to head and put the Los Angeles Lakers. Speaking of guys that don't bet against LeBron James at the top of that list, and I can see him making making it all the way to the conference finals or NBA finals if they could beat Denver, but I think the Lakers certainly won the offseason as far as Western Conference teams. I love that they were able to retain Hachimura. I like the deal they were able to get Austin Reeves on, and even Gabe Vincent, who I loved as a Heat fan, an amazing pickup for them among many other guys. They may tend to take some of the regular season off. You know, obviously AD's got his issues as well. So that's why I don't have them top three. But I think they'll be fine come playoffs. And I got them slotted at number four. In the number three spot, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. That would be my second team if I was not a Heat fan. I love Shea Gilgis. I love Giddy. I love Dort. I love that entire roster. They're adding Chet Holmgren back, so you have his talents. In addition to expecting a major jump from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I think could be an MVP dark horse, this team is going to be nice. I think they're going to be the unexpected high team, kind of like we saw last year with the Sacramento Kings. Will that transition in the playoffs because of their youth? Maybe, maybe not. But in the regular season, I got them locked in at three. Number two, I have the Golden State Warriors. Hard for me to bet against them. Chris Paul looks amazing there. Obviously, he's going to be a guy that should tend to rest in the regular season as well. But I think he's going to be a great fit there. Even at his age, I think what he provides in a facilitator role with the shooters that that team has, I think they're going to be really, really good and a tough out in the playoffs. And of course, that leaves the Denver Nuggets, who absolutely terrify me. A lot of people may say there's championship hangover, which we see all the time. But for Nikola Jokic, he looks like he's the same... uh, Jokic, he looks like he's the same guy whether he won the NBA championship or not. So, which really means he looks like he never cares. So I don't think they're going to have any sort of uh, hangover. I like that roster. They obviously lost some pieces. They lost Jeff Green. They lost Bruce Brown. But I still think they have enough. And I think Jokic is continued to being so unstoppable. And obviously, Jamal Murray looked uber healthy in the playoffs. He'll continue to be so, and I think that team is going to be number one in the Western Conference. Moving on to the Eastern Conference at the number 15 spot, I'm going to go ahead and put the Washington Wizards. Now, this was really, really a tough decision for me to do. I kind of bounced around the idea of them and Charlotte and Detroit, but as I was looking over the Wizards roster more and more, I don't really love a lot of the guys they have there. Now, They're obviously a young team, and I do like that they have some vets in the locker room, and Taj Gibson, Danilo Gallinari, even Tyus Jones, who we mentioned earlier, when a lot of these other young teams don't have any vets, which I think is a problem. But these vets obviously aren't great anymore, and they're young pieces. I mean, I was going to say Kuzma. He's not really that young. They do have Jordan Poole, who I'm not super high on. I think he's going to be a lot of a shot chucker this year. And outside of that, they really just don't have many pieces that I love. So for that reason, I have them at 15. And number 14, I'm going to put the Charlotte Hornets, who desperately need some vets in that locker room because they it seems to always be something with them. Obviously, you had the whole Kai Jones situation. They just cut him. Miles Bridges' trash person needs to be out of the NBA. And then who knows, maybe next it's P.J. Washington again getting trapped by some IG model. How these guys are, are dumb enough to fall for that, I don't know. But they have too much going on. And it's always something with them. I do like LaMelo Ball a lot. I think he's an amazing player. He only played 36 games last year. I hope he's healthy this season. And they do have some other talent, some older guys like Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. But I do think those are guys that are candidates to be traded this year, especially Gordon Hayward. He's going, he's going to be an impending free agent. I don't think they'd want to lose him for nothing. So I think we can see them kind of move off some of those guys to try to get a higher pick in the draft and maybe pair with Brandon Miller, who I'm not super high on either. Hasn't had a great preseason or anything, but again, I'm not really a college guy. Didn't watch him much in college. I'll have to see he performs in the NBA, but I'm not super high on him based off what I've seen so far. So that means at number 13, I did put the Detroit Pistons. Now, like LaMelo, Cade Cunningham missed a lot of time last year, only played 12 games. I don't think he's that great great a player. He was never really a great shooter, and we've seen that so far in the NBA. I kind of think you need to be at the point guard spot to be successful in this league. Uh, or at least not be under 30% from three like he was last season. But he's still a very good player. But the main reason I put them over the other two teams is because I love their other young guys. I'm a big fan of Isaiah Stewart. Love Jaden Ivey. I love a Sir Thompson. I think those guys are all going to take a big step this season and prove that they're going to be very great players in this in this league. And they do have some vets that I like as well. Bohan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks. Now, they those guys... We might hear in the trade market as well, you know, especially Bohan, who we've been hearing for years, and he's also an impending free agent, so you could see they might not want to lose him for nothing, but I just have Detroit as kind of the best of the bottom of the barrel, which I have is these three teams here now. Kind of a tier up, I'm going to put the Atlanta Hawks, who have a nice roster, but they're just not very deep. I mean, I think Trey Young is very underrated. He sucks at defense. We know that. But people are acting like he's not one of the greatest offensive talents in this league. Now, they do pair him with with DeJounte Murray, who I think, theoretically, is a great fit. Didn't see much of it last year. But outside of that, I don't love a lot that they have. I think we'll see Clint Capella get traded, another guy we've heard about for years. Uh, Onyeka Kongu. I loved a lot coming into that draft. Hasn't really shown much. Now, still very young. He could take a big jump this year. But if he doesn't, I don't really see where the talent would be coming from. They always have this cycle of really bad starts, fire a coach, play great, and then they come into the next season off to another bad start. So I don't have them making the playing spot. Just like I don't have at number 11, the Orlando Magic, which pained me to say because I love their roster. They could have an amazing starting lineup of like Markel, Fultz, Gary Harris, and then three bigs in Franz, Paulo, and Wendell. I particularly love those last three and really even Franz Wagner I have a bit of a hot take that I think he'll be the best NBA player on that team. I think he'll he'll be better than Paulo Boncaro just because Boncaro's jump shot was so bad last season. Now, he's shown an ability to make it and at his 6'10 size is great, but Franz can already shoot now. He's already shown that he's a very uh, versatile offensive player and I think he's only going to continue to grow and grow And I and I think he'll be all-star levels one day. In addition to Apollo, by the way, I just think Franz will be better. But I love the young talent on Orlando. I just don't think they're quite ready to take the next leap yet, especially since they just drafted Anthony Black, another point guard who I absolutely love, but it hasn't worked out initially with Cole Anthony or even uh, Jalen Suggs. I think it'll work out with, uh, with Black, but just not this season in particular. So finally, moving into the first playing team at number 10, we have The Toronto Raptors, who are a very interesting team, are they going to rebuild? Are they going to try to retool? They obviously lost Van Fleet, but they've yet to trade uh, Siakam. They haven't traded Ananobi. They traded a first-round pick to acquire Yaka Perto last season, which tells me that they're they're, they're trying to contend. So it's a team that very, very confuses me. I'd hate to put them at 10 because I think Siakam is one of the best players in the East still along with OG Ananobi. Or I, or I like what OG Ananobi brings to that team, but I'm just not so sure what they're going to do this season, and I kind of like the other teams more than them, so for that reason, I put them at 10. At number nine, I do have the Brooklyn Nets, who got off to a great start last year because they had KD, they had Kyrie too, but I think Kyrie was holding them back, if I'm telling the truth, and then obviously once they left, The team kind of fell down a little bit, but still made the playoffs because of the hot start they had. Well, this time, they're not going to have the luxury of getting that hot start. We're going to really see what they're made of. Now, like a lot of guys on that team, too, I think Mikel Bridges will be an an all-star level player, too, if not this season, in future seasons. But they're also a team with some questions. Are they going to end up trading Dorian Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie to try to bring in some younger pieces? Is Ben Simmons actually back for the ninth time? He's looked good in preseason. I'll give him that. Another guy that I think is super underrated at this point, by the way. But I'm a little confused on what exactly their direction is as well. But I like their talent more than Toronto Raptors. So that's why I have them at nine. At number eight, I went ahead and put the New York Knicks. Knicks fans are not going to like it. But they, again, are a team that's always hit or miss. Good and then bad and then good and then bad. Outside of Jalen Brunson, I don't like a lot of the roster because I'm not a Julius Randle believer. I'm not an R.J. Barrett believer. And those are kind of the two guys outside of Brunson that most Knicks fans believe in, but I really don't that much. Jalen Brunson, he's phenomenal. He is awesome. He cooked the heat in the playoffs last season. I just don't think he's good enough to will them higher than eight. And I don't love the other guys on the roster as much as I like the seven teams I have above them. At number seven, I do have the Chicago Bulls who... Uh, unfortunately look like they need a rebuild because they are in this seven to eight spot every season of this rendition of the team they could have a great starting lineup as well of you know I don't think they want to start Caruso but maybe they start like Kobe Wise slash Caruso and some some form of uh, Zach Levine obviously DeRozan and Vucevic maybe even Pat Williams but even with Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine, I think that's a pretty decent big three. A lot of Bulls fans don't like Vucevic. They say he lacks on the defensive side of the ball and whatnot. But I still think DeRozan is one of the best players in this league. Zach Levine is one of the best young players in this league. But I can't put them higher than seven because they haven't proven that they can be higher than seven. Plus, you hear a lot of talks about them, uh, with them about maybe them wanting to change direction as well. Maybe trading DeMar and or trading Levine. It's tough to say. So for that reason, I got them at seven. At number six, I'm putting the Indiana Pacers, and I have all of the Tyrese Halliburton stock, which is not cheap because he's rated very highly at the moment, but I think he's going to be so awesome. You pair him with a very nice big and uh and Miles Turner, along with the, the promising rook and Jairus Walker, and you got the shooter, Benedict Matherin, coming into his second season. I think that team is going to be awesome, a super fun watch. I'm not saying anything that's a hot take here. A lot of people agree. So I'm going to move right on to my number five team, which I have the Philadelphia 76ers. As of this day, James Harden is still on the team, but he has yet to show into the practice. And I find it very hard to believe that he will uh, still be on the roster at some point. He says he's going to make it ugly. I believe him, given his history. What they get back for him, I don't quite know. But I still got them at five because you got Joel Embiid, who is dominant in the regular season. And you got Tyrese Maxey, who I love as well. So for that reason, I got them at number five. At number four, that's where I'm going to slot the Miami Heat. Very tough decision because I could see them being eight. I could see them being three. So I stuck them right in there at four. I think after uh, seeing how much they had to grind in the playoffs last year, they're going to at least once one series with home court advantage. They'll try to get that in the first round. Uh, You can make the argument this Heat team got better. Yes, they lost Gabe and Max and Oladipo. But I think Josh Richardson is a better version of Gabe slash Vic, and I think Duncan Robinson has the potential to have a bounce-back season. i not his strongest believer, but if he does, that obviously kind of supplements what you lost from Max Strews. But I think Thomas Bryant's a monster pickup because that means no Dwayne Dedman slash Cody Zeller minutes, which were killers last year. I think you're going to see a huge jump from Tyler Hero, who has a chip on his shoulder. I think you're going to see another big jump from Bam, who has continued to improve his offensive game every single year. And you will get a lackadaisical Jimmy Butler in the regular season. That's why I don't put them as a top three team. But I think with everything else they have, in addition to coach Eric Spolstra, I got them at number four and getting a first round uh, advantage, uh, home home advantage in the first round. Moving on to number three, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I had the Cavs above the Heat last year. I was obviously right about that. I think that these young rosters tend to uh, try harder in the regular season. That's kind of the main reason that I have them above the heat here. But I think they're kind of stacked too. I mean, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. What more do you need? There's essentially no weakness in that starting lineup regardless of who they put at the three spot, whether it's Okoro or even Max Drews. It it probably will be Max Drews, I think, just because Okoro hasn't shown much now. There's been a lot of talks about maybe trading Jared Allen because they don't love the fit with Evan Mobley and him. But I believe in Evan Mobley a lot. I think we're going to see a much improved season from him, improved on the outside jump shot, which will help Jared Allen, of course, and they're kind of pairing together. So I really, really like the roster a lot. I believe Ricky Rubio will be back healthy, and last time we saw him healthy, he was balling for the Cavaliers. So given the talent, given that they're primarily young, I think they will overachieve in the regular season, and I have them at number three. At number two. I went with the Boston Celtics, man. I don't think they're as deep as the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think they're as good as the Milwaukee Bucks. But that starting lineup is crazy. I got them at two. Number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not sure anybody is beating that team except the Miami Heat, which Miami plays in the fourth game of the season in Milwaukee. Miami is going to blow that ass out. I guarantee it. But we'll, but outside of Miami, I think that team is going to be dominant. I mean, that Giannis Dane pick and roll. Good God. I mean, how, how is the Heat going to double, Giannis when you got Dame out there. It's going to be interesting to see, but I do have the Milwaukee Bucks at one. But that's really all I got for this video. I was going to do the in-season awards, but man, I don't know who's going to win most improved and six, man, and all that garbage, man. If I had to pick an MVP dark horse, uh, well, I said Shea earlier, but I was going to say I could see Luka winning it, but I had them as a seven seed this year. He's not going to win MVP as a seven seed. I know a lot of people have Jason Tatum as the favorite. Nope. Uh, even though the with how much the media loves Tatum. I could highly see him winning just because of that. Last few MVPs we saw go back-to-back. We saw two Giannis, two Jokic. Do we see two Embiid? I don't think so. I think it's more likely that it goes back to either Giannis or Jokic. So if I had to pick, uh, let's just go Giannis. And then Akumbo wins his third. I think they'll be the number one seed. They'll be rejuvenated. And I think uh, Dame will still take a little bit of a backseat to Giannis. So I'll say Giannis wins MVP. But in the NBA Finals... I'm running it back. Same thing I said last year. I'm picking Miami. I'm picking Denver. And I'm going to say the Miami Heat's finally securing an NBA championship for Jimmy Butler. Which is uh, all I ever want, man. I want to win the NBA championship. Not for myself, but for Jimmy Butler. Anyways, let me know what y'all think down below. Let me know if you think of any of my predi- uh, predictions are absolutely crazy or out of this world or not. I look forward to hearing from you. We've been recording for 25 minutes. So, if you're watching this part of the video... Go ahead and comment down below. Comment down below how many points per game you think Jamal Cain will average this season because tomorrow I'm dropping a Jamal Cain video and I want to know who stayed through 25 minutes to watch the whole video because I greatly appreciate y'all. Now, if you're on the audio side because this will be up on Apple Podcast, Spotify as well, come to the YouTube side, search Anthony DiNardo, subscribe if you enjoy and then comment down below how many points Jamal Cain will average this season and I will shout out someone who does that in a future video so make sure y'all do that like and subscribe helps the boy out a lot i'll see y'all next time peace out in your city trying get that dead on my own had yeah need headspace you know this homegrown bitch don't thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform